Hey guys, this is Michelle Hedges with 12 Flight University, and I bring Mark into the conversation today, and he had some thoughts that he wanted to share. So I'm going to go ahead and just let him go. <clears throat> uh, Michelle and I have been talking a lot about healing and what that means, and why do you heal, and... Uh, I've been thinking a lot about that over the past few days. Well, past week, past couple weeks. She and I both have. <clears throat> but uh, some of you know, some of you don't, but some of you know who have followed us from Heal Your Autism over here to 12 Light University know that I've spent the last eight, Michelle and I both have spent the last eight years uh, recovering from health issues. Hers was Lyme disease, uh, chronic fatigue, uh, uh, fibromyalgia, uh, many other things like that. Uh, mine was uh, high-functioning autism that was actually more moderate than it was high-functioning. Uh, <clears throat> now, if you want to find out about the, that stuff, go to Heal Your Autism on Facebook uh, because, or, well, for that matter, uh, even at 12th Light University, we have a whole page on that because uh, the health issues weren't actually where we started healing. And uh, I think the last podcast we did, Michelle and I both talked about how healing starts as an inside job. It always does. Because when your life doesn't flow and you're aware that your life has become rocky and difficult and you can't figure out why, then what that means is you're starting to become aware of the internal you that isn't flowing. You have to flow before your life flows. Now, what I mean by that is you have to be, well, healthy enough on the inside or healed enough on the inside uh, or uh, unhindered enough on the inside uh, to be able to flow. In other words, if you dam up a river, what's going to happen? Water's going to back up. And everything that's floating downstream from further upstream is going to back up right there, is going to get clogged up. Well, that's what happens to us humans. Uh, you might say that the dams in humans are emotional traumas, physical illnesses, um, <clears throat> beliefs. Beliefs are definitely the dams in some, in, well, actually in a lot of cases. And, <clears throat> and what I mean by beliefs is, I believe I'm fat. You may not actually be, but you believe you are. And a lot of us have known people who are like that. Uh, I believe I'm stupid. You're obviously not because you survived to the present day without being cold from the herd. So you're not stupid, yet you believe that you are. So if you believe that you are, you actually act from that belief. And uh, then your life follows suit as well. So the whole point that we started talking about healing is because Michelle and I have gotten to the point in our lives where we're now helping other people heal. Because once you get to once you get to a point in your life when you're so much better off than you were, and again, this is not a comparison between people. You don't compare yourself to someone else and say, "Well, I'm more healed than them." That's apples and oranges. You compare yourself 
to yourself to be able to tell where you're at on your healing journey. So we've, we've talked a lot about healing, and that's what originally brought up this podcast. <clears throat> because I healed from autism, I healed from heavy metal intoxication, which caused a lot of language, thinking, uh, and processing issues, and that type of thing. Uh, I almost entirely healed from strep. That still can be a little problem for me. That also causes perception and emotional issues. Uh, in fact, I dare say that a strep, uh, an antibiotic-resistant strep infection is the main point of autism that causes the morbid self-centeredness, the anger, and the extreme selfishness that you see in a lot of adults and kids with autism. <clears throat> so after healing from all of that, and we've been, she and I have been working on ourselves physically, as far as physical healing goes, since 2013, <clears throat> and <clears throat> now we're a little more than we're a little more than eight years down the road, and we've gotten to the point to where we're wanting to help others, and well, not want just wanting to, but we are helping others as well, and <clears throat> you know, people throw around the word heal. Well, you got to heal. Well, what does that mean, really? Something interesting, the word healthy has the word heal in it. There's a reason. Healthy is a, is a state of healing, not maybe not necessarily a finished state, but a, a more accomplished state of healing than you were before you started. <clears throat> and so <clears throat> realizing that to get healthy, you have to heal, then what uh, you're finding that the goal is being healthy. That isn't, and I wouldn't say that that's an easy goal. It hasn't been for us in eight and a half years. You know, some people run. Uh, some people have heart issues. Uh, uh, some people do exercise to heal some of their physical problems. Uh, some people eat differently. I had to eat differently. I had to eat differently for a long period of time. Uh, as did Michelle. <clears throat> and so we talk about healing, but healing is the process of becoming healthy. And what is healthiness? Being healthy, I think, is the state where your life flows like a, a river of water in the direction that you want it to go in a direction that you're happy with. Maybe that's a better way to put it. Flow is a direction in which you're happy about your life. <clears throat> and, you know, people say, well, you know, get healthy, heal, uh, you know, heal yourself, that kind of stuff. Uh, there isn't just physical healing. There's emotional healing. There's mental healing. There's energetic healing. And energetic healing for us seems to be the last step on being in an accomplished state of health. I say accomplished state. I don't think there is such a thing as being 100% healthy from there on. You have to maintain it. You know, bodybuilders, if they once they uh, have built their, built their muscles, uh, you have to maintain those in the gym if you expect to have them because they'll disappear. You know, it's, it's like 
uh, uh, use it or lose it. And, uh, <clears throat> but you have to maintain your mental health. Uh, you know, sanity, the word sanity actually comes from a Latin word for health. So it's interesting, but we use sanity as in the sense of a mental uh, uh, health. So if you're sane, you have good mental health. Uh, and so, but we also use sanity as in, uh, this is a sanitary, um, uh, well, we, for instance, sanitary wipes. You know, a lot of us know what those are because we're dealing with a pandemic right now. Uh, a global epidemic of a virus. And so <clears throat> uh, there are a lot of words for health, but what is the whole point of getting healthy? What is the whole point of, of, of going towards a life that flows so that you can enjoy life? I think so many of us have been sick for so long that we've just given up on enjoying life and we've decided, you know what, this is as good as my life is going to get. And so we have settled for less than our optimum life. Because we don't know the tools to have a better one. And the tools, Michelle and I can teach you. That's not a problem. Uh, we're good at that. We are excellent teachers, the both of us. So teaching you how to be healthy, that's the easiest part. What you want are the, de are the desires. You want to start dreaming again. You want to start desiring new things in your life or some of the old things. Because that will, those will motivate you towards your goal of being healthy. <clears throat> and... Again, healthy isn't just, a, a, it's not a finish line. It's an ongoing race. And I wouldn't even say it's a marathon that you're going to finish. But it's a marathon that will keep you, uh, it's, it's an ongoing journey. I think that's the best way to put it because marathon makes it sound like it's really hard. And a journey, you know what, let's call it, let's call it a, a sightseeing vacation. Because life, that's really what it's about, experience. And if you can be healthy enough to experience life the way you want to, you're going to really enjoy life. And so ultimately, what I've discovered is <clears throat> having healed from autism, and I'll give you a few examples. I wanted to go back, I wanted to go into IT. Uh, I just, with the autism, I was just never able to focus well enough to educate myself <clears throat> in the IT industry and move on. And so I've really, really wanted to do that lately. And uh, now that I have come out of the autism and I've come out of all of the beliefs and the paranoia, the distrust, all this other stuff uh, around autism and, and the thinking patterns and emotional patterns that it sets up, uh, I am wanting to live the life I want to live now. And a big part of that is actually helping people understand how they can get to a point to where they can live the life they want to live. In other words, getting healthy enough to live life on your terms. And uh, truthfully, one of the other uh, surprises, well, surprise, I don't know what you call it, 
there you go, treasures about being healthy is having a far better connection with your soul and its guiding uh, effect on your life <clears throat> daily. Because as you get healthy on the inside, you get emotionally clear, you get physically clear, you get mentally clear, you are much better connected with the uh, soul part of you that does that for the majority of its existence doesn't reside here. Only a small part of it does. But having access to you on uh, to your soul and to the knowledge and the wisdom that it has will help you guide you through your life in a much more enjoyable and satisfying way than it would just pushing and banging around like a bull locked in a china cabinet. And <clears throat> so uh, that was the, in fact, truthfully, that was the reason that I started my inside job of trying to figure out why my life wasn't working the way it was is because I felt like I was this huge bull locked in a tiny china cabinet smashing things around just trying to get along with everybody and get somewhere and and do what I wanted to do in life but instead I kept running up against obstacles and I thought why am I doing this? Why am I running into obstacles? What are these obstacles for? And my my initial, and this was back in March of 93. This is a little more than a year before I met Michelle. <clears throat> but sitting down and asking in that question, the answer came to me that these obstacles are there for me to wake up and to pay attention to what's going on in life. Not just go, oh, these obstacles are in the way. I can't do what I want. And, and people are my problem. No, 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 no. Even you are not your problem. <clears throat> what is happening is your soul is trying to wake you up to its existence and to its level of high vibration so that you can live the life that you want to live, that you desire to live, by listening and being aware of your soul's communication with you. And <clears throat> sometimes we have to be willing to give up things that we thought we wanted uh, <clears throat> to move on to better things. And uh, Michelle and I have had this talk many, many times over the past few years, uh, even right before the podcast. Uh, me, I am not a trusting person. For me, that's not a bad thing. Uh, you know, I had people my whole life say, well, you need to trust people more. Uh, no, I really don't. Uh, trust isn't given away to me, it's earned. And if you're a stranger, why should I trust you? You're a stranger, I don't know you. You don't know me. So anyway, uh, all that being said, uh, the reason that you want to heal is to have the life that you thought you could have when you were a kid. Because when we were kids, oh, I want to do this. Oh, I want to do that. Oh, you know. Now, obviously your tastes have changed as you've gotten older and become an adult. <clears throat> but you still, you still have a small spark of desire for a life 
that you want to live that you probably, for the most part, accepted you won't be able to live. Well, I'm here to tell you that that can change. And all you need to do is come to us and say, look, I need to know where to start. I need to know how to start. I need tools. Uh, I need my first uh, yellow brick in my road and what direction it is. Because we can teach you how to heal yourself over a period of time. Because I don't care what anyone says. It all comes down to this. All help is self-help. Even if you go to a doctor and you say, Doc, I need help. The doc is going to give you advice. But if you say, okay, well, I don't like that advice. I'm not going to do it. Then you've chosen to not help yourself. But if you decide, okay, well, the doc might be telling me right. Let's give it a try. But you have then chosen to help yourself. All help is a matter of choice. Because you can get advice from anyone. But if you choose not to take that advice, you choose not to accept the help. That happened with me yesterday. And I'll explain. <clears throat> Michelle, I'm taking Michelle uh, to Central West End, close by where we live. And she's visiting a friend uh, from New York City. Uh, so uh, I let her off. She goes off to her visit. I go inside the Whole Foods where I work. I go in and I go to the bakery and I'm looking for rye bread. Well, we usually have rye bread. At, this is about 11, 11.30 in the morning. <clears throat> and I figured we'd have rye bread loaves already baked and out uh, uh, in the display cases in the bakery. So I get over there and I ask one of the ladies behind the counter, hey, do we have any rye bread? I hear a voice off to my far right saying, no, we, we just got them in and they won't be out until this afternoon. I said, oh, okay, all right. And I said, uh, so it'll be sometime after one, I guess, right? I asked this person. And this person was the assistant manager in the bakery. And she said, uh, yeah, it probably won't be uh, uh, until 1.30 or 2 o'clock or later, she said. And I said, okay. She said, you want me to hold you one? And she was offering to set aside a loaf for me. And I said, you know what? No, that's fine. And it wasn't until I got home that I realized she was offering help, but I denied the help. I could have been sure of a loaf of rye bread. But you know what? Instead, I said, no, that's okay. Because out of some vestige, vestigial belief of not looking helpless, I guess, or I don't know what the, I don't know, or, or, you know what it was, not, uh, uh, what's the word, not imposing on someone, uh, I decided to tell her no. And so, uh, I realized that, and I thought, well, you know what, she was actually trying to help, and I turned her down. Because I thought I knew better. No, she knew better. Because she knew all about the rye bread, and I didn't. But I turned her down because I thought, well, I don't want to impose on her. And I wanted other people to have a chance at rye bread, too. 
But then I, but later, well, last night when I got home, I realized, you know what? That's just BS. Because I turned down help. And I thought, how much other help have I turned down in my life? Because I wasn't aware that people were trying to help. And so <clears throat> I could have gotten help. I just had to choose to, to accept the help. But I chose not to accept the help. Now, did I get my rye bread? I definitely did. When I finally got to work, there, was, uh, there were two rye bread loaves left, so I got one. But uh, the whole point is, you choose to accept any help, no matter who it comes from, no matter where you go for it. Your choice to get help is entirely up to you. So, <clears throat> you wouldn't be with us if you weren't looking for help from us. Because, you th because I'm quite sure you've tried so many other things in life, like we had, which is the reason we had to go out on our own and get our own self-help. That's why the self-help section is so big. It's because people have found that the traditional institutions, establishments, roles, uh, traditional healers aren't reaching, aren't healing the things that most of us need healed. So we all, so we go for self-help. <clears throat> now, uh, that's the reason I'm saying this. Again, all help, all help is self-help. You have to choose to help yourself or not. So, if you choose, or if you find that we're the right avenue for you, that's what we're here for. That's why we're doing this, because we know that there are people out there who have tried every other thing but what they're really looking for is someone who has gone down the road before them and know what the road is going to be like. Because if you stop and think about it, how many doctors have you gone to? Psychiatrists, psychologists, or whatever else to get help and they've not actually been down the road that you've been down. Probably most of them. So that being the case, the reason you're here is because you want to see, you want help from people who have done what you you think you're going to have to do. In other words, you need a guide more than anything. So we're here to teach you how to get in touch with your own guide. Now, <clears throat> again, the whole point of healing is to is for you to be so clear that you can use your own guide at some point. To me, that's what healing is. You've heard the you've heard the statement. Uh, give a man a fish, feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish, feed him for a lifetime. Well, <clears throat> that's that's exactly what this is. Sure, we can we we can show you. I mean, Michelle can heal energetic things in you from a distance. Sounds crazy, but I've seen her do it. She's done it for me even a little while ago. Uh, she's done it for the cats. She's done it for herself. Even today, I've seen that happen. But. Sooner or later, you have to learn how to do it for you. And since you need to learn that, you need to learn from people who've learned how to do it for themselves. And once you learn how to heal yourself, you can finally go down the road again on your own in a self-reliant way. And your life will just get better and better and better. You'll get to a point to where you can go, oh, I can do this now. Another good example, uh, Michelle uh, and I started on the medical medium diet 
which is raw vegan for the most part, uh, back in January of 2018. And uh, we started a heavy metal detox smoothie, which was part of it, uh, in January. And we kept going uh, until about the end of the first week in February. Well, we had... we use that heavy metal detox smoothie numerous times over the following two and a half, three years. And Michelle had been a musician in her previous life, in her mostly physical life in that, in that case. One of her uh, inabilities was to be able to understand chords. Now, mind you, she's a trained musician. She went to college for it and took all the music theory and all of that. Right? You think, okay, after taking all the music theory, you ought to know how you ought to know the chord how a chord works, right? And her biggest, I think the biggest disability for her was being able to understand the chord from the from the page to the piano. So in other words, taking it from the score and being able to translate it onto the keyboard. Now she's a phenomenally good piano player. <clears throat> so you'd think, oh, well, that ought to be easy for her. It wasn't. After, a, after five or six rounds of that heavy metal detox smoothie, she finally one day was able to do that. And that, is a, that was a major deal for her because all of a sudden she understood parts of music that she never understood before because she could finally figure out how chord structure actually sounded on the piano. Because sure, it's easy enough to see it on the page. But you have to translate it into music. Music is silent unless someone's playing it. If I may interject. Please. It was uh, reading chord symbols off of a lead sheet. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. And because I know what they sound like. I, I could hear really well. Mm-hmm. But uh, apparently metals were blocking the part of my brain that allowed me to... What is that, math? Uh... No, I really think it's translation. Translation. It's crossing from one side yeah, to another. Yeah, that makes sense. That that totally makes sense because I couldn't. Because that's make, what the word translate means. I couldn't make something go across some bridge, and then after doing <clears throat> the smoothie for a little while and getting rid of the metals, then I could actually it worked. <clears throat> the bridge worked. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to interject that. Well, see, that's a better explanation of what I was trying to say. And that, that is an essential, basic, fundamental skill for a professional musician. Yet, she had trouble doing it. <clears throat> and finally, uh, after doing that heavy metal detox smoothie, a skill that was out of her abilities just worked. Just worked. She didn't have to teach herself. It just worked. Because I already had all the schooling on it. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't get that bridge to work. And so removing those metals allowed her to have a fundamental skill that she should have had, but heavy metals were blocking it. Now, you think that's trivial, but it's not. What if heavy metals are blocking you from understanding basic math? Or singing in key. I really think if uh, a person says they're tone deaf, I really think metals are in the way somewhere. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if they're in the, in the auditory nerve. And <clears throat> so there, there are all kinds of things to heal. 
And as essential as the skill of reading chord symbols off lead sheet is for a jazz musician or a rock musician, <clears throat> you'd think, oh, well, all musicians should be able to do that. Well, what if they can't? Well, probably because they're physically ill and they don't know it. You know, I work with some people who have some, pro some processing issues that are quite serious. And I'm sure it's heavy metals. And if they, and if they decided to handle their health, their lives would improve so much that they would feel like they were living a brand new life because she and I do. Absolutely. No matter how grumpy I get about how it's not flowing fast enough for me because I can be a grumpy bastard about that stuff. <laughs> so <clears throat> she laughs, but she knows exactly. She's laughing to keep from crying. Yes. <laughs> and so, <clears throat> uh, but anyway, the reason, the whole goal and again, healing is, healthy is not a goal. It's a journey. It really is. But it's, it's taking out the dams that are blocking the flow of your life. And because your life is already there, it wants to flow. But you have beliefs in the way. You have emotions in the way. Oh, do you want to say something? I wanted to go back to that bridge because okay. that is where metals can block that bridge with your soul. Corpus callosum is the central area between the two hemispheres of the brain. And medical medium said that after you're 18, you can't clear those of heavy metals. I didn't start his heavy metal detox smoothie until I was 46, maybe 47. And, uh, that, and the corpus callosum is a bridge <clears throat> between those two sides of the brain. And I think that's what she... You know, what she's talking about is heavy metals are blocking that bridge, whether she means corpus callosum or whatever else. But I agree, metals are definitely blocking your connection with soul. Well, you've had that experience of coming alive into that, so let's talk about in that. In fact, that is probably the biggest reason that I went in, went inside and started the inside job of trying to figure out what was going wrong. It's because I wanted... In 93 is when I sat down the first time to figure out what was going on. <clears throat> but then, uh, in 2009, 2008, 2009, I wanted to get more in touch with my intuition because I knew that was the secret to life. <clears throat> and I was, so often I was angry, I can't hear my intuition like you, I would tell her. I was pissed off. I want to be able to hear my inner guide like you hear yours. And so there were times when I could, but it was very rare, very infrequent. <clears throat> so after doing the heavy metal detox smoothie, that came on more and more and more and more. Now I hear my intuition at the drop of a hat. I interpret her dreams because I listen to my intuition and uh, I uh, am able to give her back what... Uh, it, oddly enough, it's difficult to use your intuition for yourself sometimes. So you have some significant other in your life helping you with with your life using their intuition. Probably, I think that's because <laughs> you have a vested interest in yourself. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you don't want to hear because you want it to be the way you're thinking it is. Well, and like I mean before you, this. as in you. I mean just anybody. Gen so yeah. 
in general. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And so, uh, being in touch with that inner guide is one of the reasons why I started in 2010 to clear things up for me. But again, I didn't start with health because I didn't know health was an issue. And truthfully, health is the issue. But you can't start there. You have to start questioning from the inside, oh, what's going on with this? Why is this a problem for me? Why is this a problem for me? How can I fix this? Those are the questions you start asking. And sooner or later, you get led to health. But I, you know, unless your health is like in such dire straits. <laughs> well, Michelle was in such a state. She had frozen shoulders on both sides. Couldn't we, write. Couldn't write. Had trouble holding the trombone because she's trombone playing, playing trombone at that time. Or trumpet for that matter. And trumpet's much lighter trombone. But she had all that trouble. And so she had to start on her health. But you know what? She didn't start on her health. She didn't actually start eating different to change her health. She started writing spiritual affirmations to change her health. So she started on an inside job too, thinking that the spiritual affirmations would work. And they did, to a certain extent. But that was only a small part of the entire fraction of healing for us, for her. Guys, this is like so huge. Because he says, I didn't start with changing my diet, but I did. I, I started changing my diet in college. But he, well, was, true, he true. was autistic and doesn't remember all of that, at that all of that stuff I did before he wasn't autistic. So, well, uh, actually, stuff that she did before I met her. <clears throat> so, you know, because as again, if well, we doing started that in college, Atkins in, in 95. Was it 95? Yeah. Was it here? It was here. So it was. It's just <laughs> autism. He doesn't have good memories. I mean, he doesn't have a good memory yeah. about things that were social. Right. And everything is social. Yeah. I don't care unless you're by yourself in a room. Everything is social, even with one other person. It's social. even with a cat. Even it is. <laughs> it is. You know, and you can tell me cats are autistic. You know, uh, some may be, but all of them aren't. Just like some humans may be autistic, but all of them aren't. So, uh, but if you want to identify with your illness, you'll never get well. Count on it. And for those of you who think autism isn't an illness, well, then how come it causes you such trouble? Oh, wait, you're ignoring the trouble. Go ahead, ignore it. But then don't expect your life to get better. Um, But that's really, I think, all I have to say. I think I've delivered that point pretty well. I had it. I I wondered if you'd be okay with me asking you some questions. Yeah, that's fine. Um, you have seen me transform over the last year. Can you describe, you know, who I was before and who I am now mm-hmm. and why? Well, <clears throat> um, me, I've always been a worry wart. Uh, truthfully, most of that came from strep. Uh, and while... The strep is much less than it ever used to be. I'd say it's probably 80%, 90% gone. Uh, but it can still be there a little bit. So I have to keep it under control. It's, it is difficult to eliminate completely. Uh, so me, I used to worry about things. I used to get upset about things easily. Uh, you know, Never mind that there's energy waves that come through every day that cause all kinds of issues between the, you know, for the both of us. <clears throat> but 
Uh, Michelle was very much that same way, always worried about this, always worried about that. Uh, although she did a much better job at hiding it. And so <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> she, well, that's a good point. You had to let go of music. And she had spent the, uh, from last August, now not this past August, but a year ago, so August of 2020, until now, she has been developing the connection with her inner entity uh, <clears throat> to such a degree that any question she has, she asks, she asks her entity, herself. <clears throat> and uh, she is now very much an open-minded, very spiritually-minded person. In fact, spiritually-minded is the first thing she is. Everything else follows after that. <clears throat> and uh, she solidly trusts that life is flowing perfectly for her. Uh, <clears throat> but she has become so sensitive to movement from the other side uh, movement from her entity, from energetic movement of the universe and this kind of stuff, that she just knows that things are working out. Me, on the other hand, in contrast, <clears throat> I don't trust that stuff. I, and there, there's quite a bit that I actively distrust about it, but that's just who I am. So, um, she has turned into the, the person that, truthfully, most people just want to be. They want to be happy about life. They want to be doing something that's absolutely meaningful. And speaking of meaningful, uh, Michelle asked me what my TED, if I was going to give a TED Talk, what would my TED Talk be about? And I stopped and I thought, ooh. How about I talk about computers and society? Then I was like, other people talk about that. That's, that. That'd be boring to most people, but not all people. I thought, ooh, I like, ooh, how about World War I planes? I love those. Yeah, I love those. <clears throat> Doesn't mean everybody else would. Sure, I'd probably have a TED Talk, but 20 people probably in the audience, you know. Well, that, I would still probably be proud about that, but, you know. And then I thought, ooh, the 18th century. I love the 18th century. And I thought, no. And you know what it was? <clears throat> and I, I recognized this the other day after thinking about this, is that all the things I like don't hold the same meaning. They don't hold meaning. They don't hold enough meaning for me to stand up there and... Uh, expound upon them like I've sat here doing for the past, I think, 40 minutes. <clears throat> and the only answer that I got that I, that I found, that I would have found meaningful was talking about healing. And I thought, why do I find that meaningful? Because healing is the only thing that will turn your life into the heaven from the hell that you had been living through before. And I can give you all kinds of examples of, of, our, of our hell. But now, 80, 
percent of that is gone. We still have a few left, a few last-minute loose ends or whatever you want to call them. But that really, that's it. You feel like your life is horrible and you're wanting a way out. Healing is the stairway to heaven in this case, you know? And uh, I don't own the rights to that title or that song. <clears throat> uh, so, uh, but... Well, some people call it ascension. Ascension, there you go. <laughs> and uh, that's really what we're all looking for. We're all looking for a happier, better, more fulfilling life than we've had. One that's fun and joyful. Exactly. And uh, truthfully, after dealing with a bout of strep again for the past few months, which snuck up on me, uh, <clears throat> I've dealt with it a couple days ago and moved it out of my life. <clears throat> but it made me fully, finally, fully understand that I was the person, I've done all the work to be the person that I wanted to be. And, or most of it, and I'm actually living the life that I really enjoy. But strep, as an illness, was affecting my brain and my perception enough so that I thought my life was horrible. And there are all kinds of unnoticed or, uh, uh, or illnesses that you may be unaware of that if you fixed, would sooner or later, you would go, wow, I love this life. And if you need help with that, I can do a reading for you. Exactly. I mean, that's what it's for, is to help you. Well, Michelle helps you pinpoint what you need to, to heal. What you need to heal and how to heal it. Exactly. And me, what I'm here for is uh, noticing the themes in your life. Yes, we, all, we have themes. You know, not like musical soundtrack themes, but we have these mot motifs, you might say, these, these, uh... Are you uh, getting Wagner on us? Thread, no. <laughs> <laughs> these threads, you heard that content, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you heard these threads, uh, these, these threads, or patterns, there we go, these patterns of dysfunction that keep you where you're at. We've healed our patterns of dysfunction to a huge extent. And, and a lot of it has been using these these uh, channels that have come online. That she talks about on on, uh, on our blog page, on 12th Light. But um, anyway, that's about where I'm at. Did you have other things you wanted to add? I think I'll give one example okay. that's really, really cool because I couldn't even have guessed what was wrong with this woman. She was losing patches of hair. <clears throat> and yes. it was an enigma. And so I used my pendulum with the pendulum book. And at that point, I was still pretty new to it. And I've learned that I can get interrupted a lot by people in the 17th dimension, also known as people without a body, also known as dead people to us. I can get lots of interruptions, but it, sometimes even early on, I was getting really good answers. And this was one of the times. 
He said that she had been exposed to radon. <clears throat> Mark, will you say what radon is? Uh, radon is an invisible, um, if I'm getting this correct, uh, is an invisible, uh, odorless gas. I think it's and, gas. <clears throat> See, and, I didn't even know it existed. So. Yeah, I've heard of it. And, and I think it was in the 80s, uh, 80s and early 90s, that uh, the EPA started requiring people to put radon detectors in their houses. And there can be pockets. And she was in Oklahoma and there were a lot of there was a lot of radon in Oklahoma. Yeah. Well yeah. It, it turned out that a few months before we were doing this check, this reading, she had plumbing issues and they had to dig into the earth in the bathroom. So that was it. What I was told was that she had been suddenly exposed to radon and then it was cleared. Well, she did a radon test and it was high, but it wasn't high, considered high enough to cause a problem. But because it was months after that had happened, she had been exposed at that point of digging. <clears throat> So Philip told her what to do, and six weeks later, her hair started growing. Mm -hmm. yep. So that's the kind of help I can give. I mean, I didn't even know radon was a thing, so it had nothing to do with me. Well, she contacted Michelle later and said, hey, I'm growing my hair back. Yeah, you know? it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that is a specific health thing that a doctor or, or somebody else probably would not have caught without some serious investigation. And probably hundreds, maybe even thousands of dollars spent trying to figure it out. Well, and even the radon uh, tests that she did didn't show that it was at a level that would cause that problem. But it was, it but was, it was a large months, enough level for her. It was large enough at the time that it happened, but this was months later that she checked the radon. Oh, which right. And it showed it was high, but not high enough to affect her. Yeah. So at some point, it was high enough to affect her. Yeah, and it yeah. had... Probably you know, when they first uncovered it. Right. So that's the kind of help I can give. So uh, if you have an, a mystery, contact us. Contact me. Yeah, and uh, uh, because, uh, yeah, I'll say Michelle and I have have it covered. <laughs> <clears throat> we really do. Well, we're kind of pretty excited <laughs> about what the possibilities are, and so we just need mm -hmm. need bring it to us. Yeah. So. Uh, all right, guys, well, we'll let you go from here, and uh, we will uh, talk at you later. Thanks for being here. Bye-bye. Uh -huh.